Good evening and welcome to this episode of New Abolitionist Radio. During this episode, we will be speaking with Eve Mitchell, who is a organizer against mass incarceration and is part of the Sunset Park Popular Assembly Group, which is a prisoner solidarity group. You find them on Facebook and Instagram at Sunset Assembly. And we'll also be speaking with Niasia Williams, who has a loved one by the name of Kyle Francis, who is incarcerated right now in pretrial detention at the federal uh, MDC. But before we speak with them, there are some troubling reports that are coming out of New York City. Now, I only have one source for this story, and that is Democracy Now!, but about two days ago, Democracy Now!, when it was going through its headlines of that day, um, shared a very, very short uh, segment or report on COVID-19 and the CDC. And in this report, they said that uh, medical records of prisoners were being destroyed in order to hide the number of positive COVID-19 uh, cases. So, but before I share that Democracy Now! clip with you, um, just to bring to your remembrance, uh, one of his more recent infamous prisoners was Jeffrey Epstein, who was being held at the MDC in Manhattan um, as he awaited, you know, pretrial. Uh, this was pretrial detention. And connected to his story, I don't know if you kept up with that story, but if you did, um, you will recall that he used to hire a team of attorneys to just sit with him all day in like the uh, room that was set aside for prisoners to meet with their attorneys and just sit there for hours because the uh, conditions at the MDC facility were very disgusting and we were hearing reports about rodents and other vermin like roaches just a very very unclean facility and Bill Barr who is the U.S. Attorney General and therefore over the Bureau of Prisons which manages of the MDC in, in Manhattan in New York City has was heavily criticized you know I'm not going to go down the conspiracy lane about how did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself by hanging himself on his knees oh uh, wow lots, lots of troubling um, you know aspects of that case but you know um, just all the failures uh, surrounded and connected uh, with his suicide uh, slash, as some would say, assassination. Um, so, but Bill Barr is doing a very poor job, and in, in, in via Bill Barr, Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, is doing a very, very poor job in COVID 19 as it relates to its spread in these prisons. Um, and so, um, I, it, these reports are not surprising, but um, they're still shocking. They're still shocking that human beings would in, would treat other human beings um, this way in a in a official capacity. But let's give a listen to this Democracy Now! report. Again, it's very short, and then we will uh, transition uh, to our conversation with Eve Mitchell, uh, the organizer against mass incarceration, as well as Niasia Williams, whose loved one, Kyle Francis, is currently incarcerated and has been for three months at the MDC. 
Um, so let's pull up this video and I'll get us rolling. And let's get that started. And again, this is from Democracy Now! Uh, just two days ago. Court alleges the Metropolitan Detention Center, MDC, in Brooklyn is destroying prisoners' medical records in an attempt to obscure the real number of people testing positive for the coronavirus and to avoid providing them medical care. The report was written by the former medical director of New York City's jails as part of a class action lawsuit led by prisoners at MDC. This comes as attorneys with the Federal Defenders of New York say MDC staff are blocking quarantine prisoners from speaking to their lawyers during the COVID-19 lockdown. So that's a very, very troubling story. A number of federal laws, as I would imagine, um, in addition, state laws are being violated if this report from Democracy Now! is indeed true. And um, it is assumed that the motivating factor for destroying these records is, again, to hide um, the administration's poor handling of COVID-19 uh, in general and especially with the prisons as we read about and, and hear about all of these problems related to COVID-19 and, and a number of uh, prison deaths or prisoners dying in prison as a result of the uh, poor response by the U.S. government and uh, the states. So at this time, we will transition to um, Eve Mitchell again, who, who lives right there where the MDC is located and therefore her community is impacted um, by what goes on, especially concerning um, the protocols or lack thereof concerning COVID-19 and Niasia Williams, who is speaking to us uh, on behalf of her loved one, Kyle Francis. So now I want to turn to Eve Mitchell and Niasia Williams, uh, both who are in the New York City area and are personally affected um, by the story coming from Democracy Now! about the MDC facility, which is a federal uh, jail, as some would say. And so Eve Mitchell actually lives in Sunset Park, where the MDC is. And so definitely that community is impacted by the prisoners and the guards uh, that come back and forth and may be infected with COVID-19. As we heard from our last uh, podcast in New Jersey, a lot of the communities around uh, prisons and jails are concerned about the spread from uh, the prisons because they can be incubators. Um, Niasia has a loved one called Kyle Francis. Um, both of them are from Brooklyn, and he's a documented asthmatic. And we know the underlying conditions that makes one more uh, susceptible to a fatality to COVID-19 is such an con underlying condition such as uh, asthma. And he's complaining um, and lodging complaints about what we've heard from other prisoners about not getting adequate medical care, not being able to see a doctor. Um, some reports we got where they weren't even having thermometers to take the temperatures of some prisoners. So that's just that's just terrible. So I want to welcome you both on to New Abolitionist Radio and ask how are you faring during this COVID-19 pandemic personally? Are you okay? 
Personally, I'm okay. Um, I work in the medical field, so it's been a little hectic, but overall, I'm okay. Well, working in the medical field, that puts you more at risk than the general public, so I'm glad to hear that, and I'm, certainly you know you know the guidelines and, and what we should be doing in the public to uh, protect ourselves as some of these states are starting to open back up. And Eve, how, how are you and your family doing personally, your community, um, which is adjacent to uh, the MDC? Hi, thanks so much for having us um, here today. Um, personally, I'm doing okay. Um, my family's doing well at this point. Um, but I think the neighborhood in general is pretty concerned. Um, you know, the neighborhood's been hard hit by COVID-19, like other areas of New York City. So people are, you know, struggling or are trying to figure out how to, you know, meet our best basic needs um, and just survive through this pandemic. Now, if it's a struggle for some of us on the outside, um, then just think of how much more is it a struggle uh, for those who are prisoners. As we are getting reports from all across the nation, again, our last podcast, we were focusing on New Jersey, and they weren't testing prisoners for COVID-19 unless they uh, were on their deathbed, basically, saying they had to be so severe, they had to be hospitalized before they would even give them a COVID-19 uh, test. And so I saw a shocking report a couple of days ago from Democracy Now!, which is actually broadcast out of New York City. And on in that report, they said that medical records of prisoners at the MDC um, are being destroyed. Uh, and this is to hide the number of possible uh, uh, COVID-19 positive cases as they don't you know, want to alarm anyone, but, um, you know, if that report is true, it, it, that's alarming in itself. Um, so had either of you heard any such reports or, or not to this point? I'll, I'll go to you, Nyasha, um, since Kyle um, you know, is speaking to the problem with being able to see a doctor on time. Had you heard that report about medical records of prisoners being destroyed at the facility? I actually, um, I briefly read an article maybe about a week ago regarding that. But um, as far as the inmates, they're not being completely honest with them as to how many Inmates as well as staff have been infected. Um, I, I check the BOP website daily because they usually update between 3.30 and 4 o'clock. And so I try to tell him, you know, you guys have such and such or such and such. And he's like, they didn't tell us we had this many inmates. or They didn't tell us there were this many staff members with it. And it's to the point now that the original CEOs from MDC, they're, they're no longer there. The National Guard is in there. Because so many of the seals were infected, so. Well, that's that's news to us here on New Abolitionist Radio. So thank you for sharing that. As I had uh, been sharing reports about the guards, the uh, prison guard union, 
uh, had actually been complaining and some of their family members had been complaining about uh, the MDC requiring them to come to work even though their personal doctors had asked them to be quarantined, said that, you know, they should self-quarantine. But the MDC, some of the administrators there were forcing these people to come to work. Eve, had you heard anything like that or, or saw any of those reports? And do they concern you? I mean, I haven't heard that one in particular, but that does not surprise me. Um, yeah, I mean, as Naya just said, I think that there's a lot of misinformation happening. Um, you know, even from the medical reports that we do have access to, you know, we learned that between mid-March and mid-April, there were 150 people reporting symptoms, yet they only tested um, around 13 people, and half of those people tested positive. So I think exactly what you said earlier that, you know, they're really waiting until people are extremely sick and potentially on their deathbeds before they're even testing people. So I can't imagine, you know, if they're if they're completely neglecting even their own unionized workforce, I can't imagine that they're giving any sort of attention at all to the, the people that are incarcerated in this, this facility. Now, Eve, you work with Sunset Park Popular Assembly, which is a prisoner solidarity working group and and uh, they can be found online at Facebook and Instagram at Sunset Assembly um, if, if people want to connect with them online. But what is some of the type of organizing um, you all have been doing around the problems at the MDC? So we've been trying to connect with more people inside and I'm hoping that, you know, we can make more um, connections to people through letter writing and radio shows um, and then as well as, you know, through loved ones um, who are reaching out to us. Hopefully people will hear our stories and hear Naisha's story and reach out as well. Um, but so the main thing is just going down there once in a while and just making our presence known, just, you know, voicing to people on the inside that they're not alone, that there are people on the outside that care about them that are here for them, that are, you know, fighting alongside them. Um, we've been also doing some phone zaps to the facilities to make demands around conditions of confinement. A lot of this has been informed by things that Nyasha has told us, and, um, and, you know, we're getting sort of like daily information um, from people about, you know, what the how the conditions are changing and what, what the pressing needs are. And also when we, when we make these phone calls, we're able to get information from the COs that answer the phone as well. One of the things we learned, for example, is that the COs were getting regular temperature checks at first and the prisoners were not receiving temperature checks at all. Um, so that was something that we started pushing them on. And now we're learning that they're getting temperature checks, but they're not getting adequate testing. So there's just, you know, sort of a snowballing of information as, as we go. So we're hoping to continue to do some very controlled, um, safe, socially distanced actions along with the phone zaps and more out outreach in the facility. Um, just to support people that are there and the way that they're struggling on their own. Um, last night we uh, did a, uh, well it wasn't really an interview, it was one of our correspondents, Maxwell Melvins, who's with the Lifers Group and the Die Jim Crow Project. And one of the things, they kicked off a fundraiser today to raise funds to purchase masks for prisoners in New Jersey. And he got some good news in that um, uh, official at the Department of 
Corrections in New Jersey, we're going to allow them to donate those masks. Uh, what is the mask situation like in hand sanitizer as well as disinfecting, you know, uh, the MDC? What have y'all been hearing? Is it enough masks? Um, earlier reports I heard uh, uh, from a prisoner uh, who was at the tombs were saying that they were giving them old masks or used masks. And, and so what, ha what have you heard? Um, I haven't heard anything about cleaning supplies or hand sanitizer or anything of the sort. He did mention um, they were given masks, but his exact words were, it looks like they made this in the bathroom. So I'm assuming it's not that good. Can't be great quality. But um, nothing as far as um, sanitizing and cleaning anything, nothing of the sort. Well, and I always ask, surprised. are you washing your hands? Like, wash my hands with what soap? Once you run out of soap, that's it. So. Right, right, right. And that's very important, as you know, um, as a um, person who works in the medical profession, that in in terms of viruses and spreading germs and what what have you having soap to wash your hands you know a lot of people talk about hand sanitizer and really all you need is just a bar of soap just regular yes. soap and vigor vigorously you know wash your hands and in and when you don't even have that i mean how do you explain that with all the money that is spent you know or budgeted to these type of facilities and to the bureau of prisons how you explain not even having soap for prisoners, let alone masks during a, a pandemic? Um, Niasia, now let's talk about Kyle uh, Francis. Now, is he a pre-trial uh, detainee, meaning he hasn't even had a trial to be determined to be convicted of anything? Or is he, you know, serving a sentence there at, at the MDC? Because I'm unclear on whether that's just a pretrial uh, facility or if people actually serve time there. Um, but if you could tell him a little bit more about his case, tell us a little bit more about his case, anything you want to share or that he wants to relay to the public through you and any support pages that people could connect to to support him specifically. Um, he's still in the pre-trial process. Um, he's been, it's not even about, say about three months. Um, he was supposed to go back to court actually last week, but you know, everything is being pushed back. So still in the beginning stages. And are there any concerns that he expresses to you when you have opportunity to speak to him? Uh, the main thing is really just um, the med call, you know, being a documented asthmatic and having right. to wait three days to see a medic is, it's dangerous, it's deadly, um, it's ridiculous, truly. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad that he's okay, mm -hmm. but this could have been a different conversation. Now, also, I was made aware that of lockdown situation where people are only getting out of their cells maybe once or twice a week. Has he spoken about that? Right. He's, once or twice a week, and this is when you get out of your cell, this is when you can shower. So you can only shower once or twice a week. Wow. Wow. So that just goes along with the other poor sanitation without even being able to wash your hands with a bar right. of soap. 
Wow. Right. So uh, in closing, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with you first, Eve. Do you have any closing uh, messages for our audience, or or anything that you would like to point them to? And again, the uh, group that you work with, Sunset Park Popular Assembly of uh, the uh, Prisoner Solidarity Working Group, is on Facebook and Instagram at Sunset Assembly. Any closing thoughts from you, Eve? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I'd just like to add that, um, you know, living in the community, this is a huge concern for people in the neighborhood. Um, you know, we can't trust the people who are responsible for human suffering and torture to contain this virus. So that's going to affect everybody outside of the prison as well as everybody inside the prison. Um, the people in Sunset Park do not want this prison here, and that's not some not in my, not in my backyard um, position. Okay. We don't want the prison to exist at all. You know, these are pre-trial detainees, people who are who caught a case for, you know, a, a small um, offense case for six months to two years. Um, you know, this is a group of people who should not be locked up at all, especially right. during a pandemic. So there's just really no need for this facility to exist. So we're demanding that they release everyone. And in the process of releasing everyone, while that's being worked out, um, everyone should be who asked for a, t a test should be given one immediately, and everyone should have access to gloves and masks, um, showers, soap, everything that they need in order to survive through this. So that that's our position from the Popular Assembly. Nyasia, any closing yes. thoughts from you? Um, I'm just grateful for this outlet. Um, thank you, thank you for having me. Well, thank you for taking time to uh, come on air and speak with us and our audience. And so I want to thank you both and ask that you continue, you know, to protect yourself as much as possible during this COVID-19 uh, pandemic. And because, you know, New York is being described as one of the epicenters, and that's where both of you are in that, in that area. So please stay safe, and thank you once again for speaking with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for watching this episode of New Abolitionist Radio. We ask that if you find the broadcast constructive, please share, like, subscribe to the channels, whatever channel of whatever platform you may be seeing this video or hearing this podcast. Continue to support projects like New Abolitionist Radio by making a tax-deductible donation today to the North Carolina-based nonprofit Black Talk Media Project.